0: I'm Michael Hall and I'm Andy Davis and we want to welcome you to the Day Advantage, the D&D podcast where two old school dads talk about new school play or new school tools new school and dad tools. jokes. <laughs> tools. It's tools I, 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 right. We're such dorks dork that we, like, we get really excited about uh, tools for D&D, but it's a thing. Yeah. Um Okay, Andy, this week. We are going to talk about maps, right? That's right.
1: Map maker, map maker, make me a map. Yeah. So, a big part of DD, a big part of all the, the fun of this, right, is exploration. That's one of the big pillars of d And part of that is on the DM side and even on the player side is making a map. And like the very earliest editions of it, Gary himself said that, oh, you should have a party member who is who their job is to do nothing but make a map of the the dungeon that you're crawling through. So, it's super it's it's both fun and it's it's pretty important especially on the DM side to just have an understanding. A map can be a lot of different things. I've made a lot of different sorts of maps in the past, and now that we have like new tools like virtual tabletops, they can be even more important. But they're really important for DMs and players for understanding the relationships of different spaces to each other. That's really all they are. And I think you and I have maybe you and I have slightly different ways that we engage with map making. I mean, everybody does it a little bit differently, but I've been making maps since I was in my Teens, mm-hmm. I have. I think I still have stacks of graph paper pads that are just mm-hmm. filled with random maps of locations. I don't know that much about the
0: locations, but I, but I, I'm yeah, I fun. Think, I mean, if you think about it, it goes back to Tolkien, right? Tolkien yeah. had published the maps of his fantasy worlds at the beginning of his books. Um, I think also so did C.S. Lewis. Are they in the I think they're actually, I think there are some in, maps in Narnia in Narnia as well, yeah. And it's just the the world maps are really evocative and really yes. help you when you talk about things, when you describe things, embody the reality of it. Are they necessary? No. But do they help you feel differently about that? This is a different world, that this is a different space. Absolutely.
1: And I would say on my side of it, like I just I still remember vividly the experience of opening up the red box the first time I played Mm D&D and getting all of these like blue ink maps of these different dungeons and Mm -hmm. the sense of possibility and exploration. And I would just, I was obsessed with map making. I I I had my quarter, I had my quarter inch graph paper and I was constantly drawing maps of different things and and different sorts of traps and trying to figure out it's it's super interesting because like a lot of those original maps they're not logical
0: at all. Like they, there's no logic. It's just literally strings of rooms it's strung right. together. Yeah, yeah. It was dungeon you know? crawls. But what's cool yeah. about that whole map making process was the the, the map shorthand. I loved the old yes. school map shorthand. If you can go find, there's plenty of places that have old school map shorthand. So like I little, still use in, it. yeah, exactly right. Like just little. Little diagramming notes that allow you to show like what does a door look like? What does a trap look like? What is a an overlapping corridor that goes underneath another corridor look like? What does the secret door look like? And it has even within just that sort
1: of map making things like it's it has expanded so much. So there's all kinds of like modern I say this in air quotes modern cartographers Mm -hmm. like Devin Rue, Dyson Dyson logos that are just doing just absolutely beautiful little the spoke pieces of art mm-hmm. that are that they have just really pushed that to like really really interesting degrees yeah but we're not necessarily talking about all of them and that sort of level we're just talking about like the acts of making a, making map. a map i
0: i'm yeah. i you and indy the, the commonality here Andy, is that we both love map making yeah it's something that's it's that helped us get into the game it's part of i for me it's right up there with just character creation whether i'm actually going to mm-hmm. ever play the character or not just going out and creating characters go out and creating maps helps me get in my creative spirit it helps me embody the creativity that i need it helps for as a dm um i use it as a device for understanding what's going to happen i actually use it as a device in my dming sometimes i won't know what an adventure or a or a thing's going to look like until i've built a map around it to get a sense of what it is it helps me it helps me envision the space i'm going to be in or i'm going to put the characters in in order right. for me to then describe it to them it's not necessary but it, no. it whatever helps you get into your creative process is a good thing yeah, so for sure. let's talk a little bit more about just like what are the different like you since you brought up pen and ink like let's talk about pen and ink for a second and then maybe talk about tools
1: <laughs> yeah 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 for sure you and i i think where we probably differ is like the level of like granularity that maybe isn't a map <laughs> <laughs> so i have done maps i did a map for a which was actually ended up being super successful i did a map just for myself as notes to understand where i wanted i had players moving through like a series of caves to get to like the end point at the end of it and i literally just drew circles on a big piece of paper where i had okay this is the entrance This is, and then there are two forks and I was just drawing lines to say, it was essentially a flow chart Mm -hmm. from, from space to space. Where if they went this way, they ended up in the cavern full of dire Corbies. If they went that way, they ended up in a stone maze. If they went this way and I just basically was just pointing. It was just a little flow chart to say, depending on where they made choices, they would end up in these certain spaces. And then I just wrote up descriptions of those spaces. And that is yeah. probably the most rudimentary map that you could make for
0: a space or for an adventure. Um, I think that's brilliant, Indy, because yeah. I think that the key point there is that a map, particularly in complex map making, they don't need to. This isn't a video game. You, you don't. They don't need right. to walk through the thing. You can handle ninety percent of what you're doing with the map in, in theater of the mind. But you yeah. do need to know what leads to what for some level level of consistency. And right. even just drawing out thought maps um, are is a really powerful tool. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's I do that super well. fun. Yeah. And then for more specific stuff, I personally, I just, I still love graph paper. I love the act mm-hmm. of sitting down with a pencil and pen and just, okay, this is the entrance. And this is where I want these different, different rooms. And it's essentially a more detailed flow chart in a lot of ways. It's like with like, oh, Hey, there's a secret door here. That's going to lead to this place. Mm-hmm. And they can bypass this thing or whatever it is. It's a, it's a way to structure the encounter on the flip side. I have Played as that player who we're doing a dungeon crawl, and I'm the guide drawing all the the notes mm-hmm. of not necessarily on a grid, but it's like literally. Oh, hey, we went through this door, we ended up in this space. We went through this space, we ended up in this space. So that I can help us as players, like having that map makes it a lot easier to tell the DM. Oh, we're escaping, and they say, "Well, how are you escaping?" And they go, "Well, I'm going to go from this room to this room to this room to this yeah, room." Yeah, right. Again, yeah. It's
0: just, it it navigation is part of the game yeah you can do just with navigation even if it's majority theater of the mind helps and yeah. it helps both the dm keep consistency and have make sense of the world and it makes the players make sense of it i, I you can there's some uh, gosh i can't it's remember also- the... It's also not
1: terribly expensive to buy a pedagraph paper. That is absolutely
0: true. <laughs> and and there, you can see Bren, Brennan Lee Mulligan and some guy, gosh, I can't remember yeah. his name, arguing about theater of the mind versus. Um, oh, versus the map, the grid. Apps. And it's it's a brilliant little <laughs> argument. And they're both right. I think that there's no wrong answer here, but I, I and I lean in on the map side. But look, not everybody is great at the full theater of the mind. It requires it, it requires, requires it requires big theater kid energy. That, to pitch, absolutely, <laughs> right? To like that the, is exactly yeah. the whole point. It, or just amazing writing skills. One or the yeah. other, or both. Yeah. Um, it, building a map, having a map, borrowing maps, buying maps, whatever you want to do. Like there's yeah. a bazillion battle maps out there. You can buy them. They help. I've bought tons, just also to support creators, but I also yeah. use battle maps, particularly for random encounters. They're great, um, yeah. and they put. Then you can use your, you can either use them for minis in a live environment, or you can use them in virtual tabletop, which is really where I like to use them for for just really evocative yeah. encounters. So let's talk a little bit about the the digital side of the house because I think that's where the tools come in. The yeah, more you sure. play digitally, the more maps. Like I've got, uh, I've got ten or eleven sort of dry erase maps. I'm always rolling them out and playing with them, and I love that. I'm, and you and I, Andy, played a ton on dry erase maps. They're fantastic, also, and they don't have um, to be very complicated to be wonderful.
1: The other, like, just the the other tool I'll pitch for like in person stuff that's is going and buying. You can buy gridded easel paper, mm-hmm. essentially. That's like one yeah. by one grids, and so that's a great one for just ha- if you want to pre-draw your maps if you're playing right. in person and you want to pre-draw a whole stack of maps, Yeah. you can then, it makes it just, that it, it really improves the flow because then you and, just and like... It doesn't, it doesn't have to just, look great. It just it has to, it just, It's just it's black just, lines. It's yeah. like you can draw on it with markers or Endless. whatever, and then you can just roll it up and move to the next encounter. You don't That's have right. to you don't have to pause I think it, one of the things that really interrupts flow at the table is sometimes the uh, having to like pause to draw the thing. Right. Um, on the other side of it, there, that sort of pause to draw definitely lets you fully control. Like, oh, hey, you guys are sneaking through this space. I'm not going to reveal this
0: until, until you see it. Yeah, there's a lot of drama you know, involved like, in it. That's pretty yeah. fantastic. So let's. Uh, I think.
1: Look, let's talk it, digital it,
0: tools yeah well but yeah of oh. course i think that physical 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 there's the there's the the dungeon the dwarven forge oh yeah stuff that you see on critical role there's all those amazing things i've used do them glue- if you've got the money buy them if you want to be super cheap and hot I glue mean, and I cardboard yeah yeah right like there's <laughs> a million things you can do and and also as Andy mentioned there's graph paper there's yeah. big, m- m- there's dry erase maps. There's a million different solutions and they all work and they're all fun and people get to use yeah. their minis and they love their minis. So yeah. go for it. Let's pivot because digital has really changed the game in map maybe, certainly for me. I love playing digitally. I play a lot digitally. Almost all my games lately have been in digital yeah. We, Andy, and I play in one that tends to be more theater of the mind, which is fantastic. But I also play in a bunch where I run. And when I run it, I run it all in Roll20. There are other, there's other, there's Digital Foundry. There, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different VTT tools out there. Go use them, they're great. I use Roll20. So let's just talk about the different tools. You can actually do a lot of map making and map building straight in the tool itself. You can buy pre built maps, slap them down, and then buy assets that sort of sit around. The map you can make maps in roll 20 i've done it it's painful but you do <laughs> it i've done i've done a lot of them yeah. and it's a lot of work and they it's not it, it, i'm I, i'm waiting on bated breath for the new roll out of the roll 20 interface because it'll be a much better for map making that being said there are some great uh both regional city and battle map making tools out there now and they're amazing yeah the sort of the top of the line one i think which has got the best interface and not an outrageous price tag is incarnate so i-n-k-a-r-n-a-t-e yeah incarnate which is fantastic and i use that almost religiously but i've tried wonder draft dungeon draft and dungeon fog in fact i probably need to cancel my subscriptions to all them because i have paying them <laughs> but like they're 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 great. Um, I just think Incarnate's more flexible, easier to use, and has more assets. So I'll I'll just sing their praises endlessly. But I love making maps, Andy. And I just, it's just a, it's almost relaxing for me. And I love making a bunch of different styles of maps. So I love making city maps in particular, (laughs) even though they're really like almost useless in gameplay. I'll drop 40 there's, hours on making a city map. That's day, so leave. funny.
1: Yeah. It's like, there's, there are a couple of like auto generation tools. I can't mm, remember the name of them. Right. Yeah. The there's a good of one head. for cities. Yeah. There's a, there's like a city generator that I use all the time that generates like very basic, like just block maps. The structure of the city. Yeah. yeah. The structure of the city and it just auto generates. You can refresh, but you can set like how farmlandy or hilly or whatever it yeah. is. And there's super, those things can be super, super useful. Just again, in the sort of thought creation process. Mm-hmm. The other thing, so I use Photoshop, right? I'll just sit down and use Photoshop. And in those cases, one of the things I've been doing lately, especially when I talk about like region maps, is actually going and finding like a real map. Yes. And dropping that underneath Photoshop and then just drawing, oh, hey, here's where the mountains are. Here's where the rivers Mm -hmm. are. Here's where the plains are. Because the having a more realistic geography i'm finding is like a really interesting way to understand the relation because then you can say like oh well I have this area of forest. I have this desert. I have this thing, and you actually start to see like how the terrain affects those things, and you can understand all that. It's kind of nerdy,
0: but it's like super similar. It's fun. kind of it's, it's like, like... when I find ways that we're similar that like we didn't know before. <laughs> so for city maps, I do the same thing. I will go find like an old city, like an ancient city, and I'll like take that city, especially the coastline, and right. how things appear on the coastline or along the river. Because um, those are hard. Just very easy to fake those things and not have it look great, or just the way old cities streets look. And yeah. I'll take old cities and I'll drop them underneath, and then I will use them as inspiration. Build or the thing on top you, of Shattered them. Chasm. Maybe I've built a bunch of Cheddar Chasm maps recently. Just what does a desert look like? What is the yeah. what is the landscape of from a like an aerial view? And you can go into Google Maps and use the 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 visual the the satellite view and get a really good sense of what does it look like from above you don't have to do it religiously but it gives you a really good sense of how to add flavor and texture to so the map the the shattered chasm is literally me going
1: okay well what does the grand canyon right. look as a thing so it's literally i just traced the grand canyon like all the edges all the like where yep. does how does that funnel into a really narrow cavern and then at the very end of it i just oh well i need a crater so there's a big crater at the end of it and there's me making up and then there's other stuff around it that's made up but that was the central premise of the terrain of that was like oh it's the grand canyon and so whenever i'm thinking about like people traveling over it i'm just thinking back like to that one trip to the grand canyon where i'm like oh yeah
0: this is oh you want to go overland like it's
1: hard Hard, yeah, yeah
0: it's there's lots of it. it the, the seems when you like, think desert, you think, "Oh, it's easy." No, that that kind of desert terrain, it's like crags and badlands, like those and, things. It's just brutal.
1: It's oh yeah, I've got this whole area that's just filled with nothing but dry. cactuses
0: and dry shrubs and rocks and, and, and rocks, and, and, and it's like all these little and,
1: slot canyons. Yeah. And no,
0: it's super cool. Those, i yeah. Again, I think that there's a great that's a great note is that you can go get real maps. You can go look at satellite footage. You can look at at the mm-hmm. regional level or at the city level. Drop them underneath and build on there. Yeah. And I do that all the time. So I've I've done a bunch of really complicated city maps lately, and been publishing them. We're starting to publish them under the advantage on Reddit, and it, people are, are are pretty excited about them. Yeah. Um, so the, we'll just um, keep doing it.
1: I did a on the other end of like that is like I did a started to do a setting that I played in for a while, which was just based literally on, it was called Umberley's Maw, but it was basically, li- m- the idea of it was, th- it was the Sargasso Sea, mm-hmm. right? So there was no actual terrain there. It was just super dense clumps of vegetation that had these communities that kind of were like living on little islands attached that just had like wooden wooden structures that right. paths that you could follow. So you could go overland, but that literally was like swimming or like making your way through muck or you could follow all these paths and you think about like a map for that. Yeah. Well, what is that map? That map is it's relational because this whole thing is always moving all the time, right. always spinning, but all of these places are kind of still in relationship to each other as it, as it
0: moves more or less, you know, that's cool. I like, again, cool I like awesome. the idea of like non flux, non fixed mapping. That's yeah. Conceptual yeah. map. I think it's great. So I think if you're going to talk about the digital tools, just to come back to digital tools for Mm -hmm. a second, if you're going to go create in them, looking at satellite images, Willie also will tell you visually how to make them look more interesting. You don't have to, right? You you can keep it really simple. It's still going to be great for your players. They're going to love it. It's no, keeping it simple is no different than drawing it on on a dry erase or on a piece of paper. So you can keep it simple. You can also go get, resources there's tons of resources both on roll 20 and you can look on reddit there's tons of places and tons of patreons to get battle maps if you want battle maps if you want city maps if you want regional maps and if you're going to use the tools again we recommend going into looking at real maps looking at the real world looking at satellite images just to understand the ecosystem that you're going to be creating in and just one for inspiration mm-hmm. I think if you want to make really advanced maps, you have to be prepared for there to be a learning curve. You have to be prepared to sink some time in it. I mentioned 40 hours. I, when I build a city map, I might send 80 hours on it, actually getting it yeah. to completion. But we're talking about pretty massive city maps with a lot of detail. And it's just all about layering. It, it's just a, it, looking at at stuff and just practicing layering techniques on how to make the land look like real land. <laughs> it's <laughs> sort of stupid. Like, you just practice it and you just go, you try this technique, you try that technique, you back out of it. This looks yeah. better than that. And, and not it, it's like with writing you, you write, you, you create your outline, you dial in your outline, you, you go a little deeper, you back up, you edit, you, you cut things, you add things and just keep trying stuff because it, there, there's, it's a fixed tool set. And that's nice. In the sense that you're not, it's not infinite.
1: And the other, so we've been talking about how to make maps some ways conceptually simpler. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is there is some joy to the like the dungeon crawl, right? Mm -hmm. Which is its own sort of subset of D &D and D adventuring, where you have these insanely detailed maps, which would they 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 live as these sort of exercises of, oh, I'm going to open a door, and I just don't know what's behind it. And they're they can be super super fun. And I would say. There's some great sort of mega dungeon maps that are out there that you, they're like literally your character
0: never leaves the dungeon. That That's <laughs> absolutely. You that's can actually, fun. so in some of those mega dungeons, there's a lot of content out there, even just straight yeah. up stuff from Wizards or from Cobalt Press, where you can go buy all of, you can buy the module in Roll20 and it will come yeah. with all the VTT and yeah. then you just have your maps already built for you. All the maps yeah. that come in the book are already created <laughs> in the system yeah. with all the dynamic lighting so you can handle all these crazy lighting effects. Yes, yeah. so, uh, similar to drawing it people can't see it until they move into it as characters. Yeah. It can be really evocative and a lot of fun. It's a little yeah. video gamey but it's still a lot of fun. So w- look, we we've we've talked quite a bit about map making and I think, I think the couple of notes that I would just recap and if you want to add anything to it. Yeah. One They don't have to be realistic to be fantastic. They can be physical and be fantastic. They can be simple and fantastic. They can also be conceptual just to help the DM understand the relationship of things. Even if you're playing theater of mind, they can be very useful because they allow you to do things and understand the relationship of things, the distance from one thing to another, so people can actually describe what they're doing and have it make sense. Yeah. Um, or you can be like me and spend a ridiculous <laughs> amount of time in a tool and make really really complicated but i would think i hope really beautiful maps and again we'll publish them on our socials yeah. you'll see them you can go find the city map we made yeah. on twitter or facebook we've published it there also on reddit but like we're going to do more of that because i just i love doing it and i love sharing it
1: yeah yeah and again i think you know it's a it is it is an act that doesn't it, it, it's just a lot of fun to do. It's a creative it's act. It, it's a creative It helps, it's me, creative, yeah. it helps uh, me envision Some people something. doodle, some people make make maps, some people just make characters just to make yeah.
0: characters. It's all, it's all part of the Or parcel, all of the, the above.
1: <laughs> yeah, or all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> I am feeling stressed. I am going to draw a map.
0: Yeah, right. No, seriously. After I it's my wife makes fun of me sometimes because I like I'll I'll literally will be watching TV in the evening and I'll just be on my laptop watching TV with her, but also making a map. And it's just really like I I it's just like zero-brain activity. Yeah, it's a meditative act. But just it's just like allows me to just just chill out and get out of my work day and all that kind of stuff. I enjoy it. I can't recommend it enough. So let's um so we we mentioned some tools, incarnate, well, roll twenty virtual foundry. All the sort of tools out there, yeah, Incarnate Dungeon Draft, Wonder Draft, Dungeon Dungeon
1: Fog. There's yeah,
0: there are a lot of of, there are a lot of different tools out there. I think a lot of there
1: are a lot of auto generation tools. If you need just a quick map, or you're just looking for something that is functional for what you do, I think one of the things we haven't talked, and I don't want to get too deep into it is part of the, the making of maps is not just the actual making of the map, but it's also like the labeling mm. of finding like, oh, hey, I got this map of a little town. I know my town needs a bar. It needs a general store. It needs a couple specialty shops, maybe the name of a street shop yeah. needs the name of a street. I got to name that river. I got to name that hill. I got to, you know, uh, who is who's it, the old grandma in the corner, old Biddy Leach, who is going to it's just. It becomes this like kicking off point for doing a lot of world building, which can be just super, super fun.
0: A lot of people who get into DMing is because they want their own inventions to come to life. And having maps can really help you validate, conceptualize and forward.
1: And also, again, it's just all about it is It's literally a mind map, right? It's uh, just helping you understand the relationship of, okay, I have this framework. I'm filling all, I'm starting to fill in the blanks. As I fill in the blanks, like it starts making the story of that space more real. Thing. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's
0: like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the bank. Well, the bank's actually on the other side of town. It might take you 10, 15 minutes to get there, right? Like simple stuff like yeah. that as a DM um, where yeah. people have lost track of where something is or where they are. Having something that gives you re- relational distance can really help in make your DMing feel yeah. the embodiment of the real worldness of it. And I
1: and I think the back to that TikTok that you mentioned about Brennan Lee Mulligan. And yeah. The having a map, it the the upside of having a map is it ends all of the conversations about am I in range? Yes. How do I have to move in order to get to a thing, in order to do a thing during combat? All that stuff is more or less taken care of. You know? You're you're just adjudicating tiny little things of like, well, yeah. is that diagonal there? Does that count as five feet movement? Yeah. Am I just moving up? Whatever it is. So that is the upside of it. The yeah. upside of theater of the mind is you don't necessarily have those relationships, but it does allow you, especially when the, the framework of the combat is like maybe more simple, like you're in a big open warehouse, yeah, yeah, you don't necessarily yeah. need a map for that, no. but the ability it lets people. It lets you be a little more loosey goosey about like, oh, I'm going to move to this guy and I'm going to do this thing, and it's yeah. it. It can be. It can keep you in the flow a little bit better. Right.
0: Yes, yeah. I think depending so. on your prep. But uh, all right, well, let's. We this is a quick episode, but it, I think we both are pretty passionate about it. So let's let's okay. wrap it up. I can do the d- dad joke again, Andy. I think I've got a couple of them. Oh, are well, okay.
1: You know. you, you, let's let's hear it. Let's right. hear it. I'm 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 open.
0: Um. This is not a map dad joke. It could have been, but what? it's not. This is not a map. I'm a map. <laughs> I'm a map. I'm a map. <laughs> okay. Hey Andy, uh, I I built a new homebrew girdle of haste, and it's made of watches. Oh, okay, it's made of it's made of watches. It's made of watches. What? Are... A girdle of haste made yeah. of watches, Andy. It's a waste of time. Good lord. <laughs> that
1: that's pretty. That's pretty brutal. That's a good one. I like that. Wow. Oh, I hurt. My, my brain hurts. <laughs> right, <laughs> You're uh, making my brain hurt, <laughs> It's like, wait, what? Wait, what? A, what? a, wait, a, what? a, what? No, a waste like, of time. time. Oh, how, oh God.
0: <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh, so, you want to just do the quick socials? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I- I- if Twitter even survives, yeah, until this say, as, long comes as, out.
1: as long as it lasts, you will find us on the Twitters at the underscore deadvantage. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook as the deadvantage podcast give us a give us a follow give us a comment we'd love to hear from you like michael said we're also on reddit i don't have the reddit handle i'm, I'm assuming yeah, it's just we, we might
0: change it around too but we yeah. find us on reddit we're yeah. we're starting to explore tiktok i don't yeah. know how, how deep we'll go in those places but we're but, yeah. we're exploring them to see whether they're viable for yeah. our old age
1: and we may end up on mastodon or one of those other yeah. things as yeah, well absolutely. it
0: kind of just depends on how much we want to
1: manage but so but whatever it is, we will let you know here on the very next episode of Absolutely. the Dad And We're
0: heading into holiday time, so yep. uh, just happy holidays to people out there. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you for yep. listening.
1: Thanks for listening, guys.